Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's Tuesday. I'm reminding you Wait, as what? much as I am reminding myself. Monday? It feels like Monday. Oh, it feels it like is Friday. Tuesday. Oh, already? It is Tuesday, and every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment every day on this show, we start with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know, and we call it the three at 1203. And here it is behind door number one. Back after a holiday weekend. We gotta get those trigger fingers all worked out, but that's okay. Okay, so the first thing we think you need to hear uh, to be in the know today is Kelly Clarkson singing the national anthem at the Indy 500. Now, we've heard good renditions of the national anthem. We've heard poor renditions. I'm looking at you, Fergie. I just, I don't think you need to sit through much of it to know which which kind of rendition you're hearing with Kelly Clarkson. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we had at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. was still there oh say does that star spangled yet for the land of the free and the appreciate beautiful Can I just say, talent? though, that, like, she is perfectly suited for that song because, like, every Kelly Clarkson song, it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, she would not do, like, she could not do an album of, like, the Carpenters covers because her voice is just too, like, big, shouty. Like, mm-hmm. she, she needs to be able to, like, belt. Yes. Yeah, you're right though. That song is made for her. Yeah, it's a it's a total belty song. And it like, just makes you think about all those terrible renditions of it and the fact that those people well, just it's must kind of not, not the have, best song. I I know. Musically. I musically. understand. It is the hardest I have heard from multiple people. It is the oh, hardest song to sing. Beautiful for special skies. The argument is that that should be our national anthem. Of grand. See, I'm a horrible singer and that sounded amazing. Okay. Did it though? Did it? Wow. It did. It did. It did. Oh, it did. Behind door number two, let's see what we got. 
Remember last week we introduced you, dear audience, to something called original comedy. We have a prep service here uh, at the radio. We're, we're peeling back the radio curtain this morning because um, every once in a while when you're listening to these bits of audio, they come from a prep service, which compiles a bunch of audio So that, because we're too lazy. We can't be bothered to like look for stuff on the Internet. Well, sometimes they will give us these audio gems mm-hmm. in the form of what is called original comedy. <laughs> and of course, they're back at it. And uh, I thought, um, we just got to play this for you guys. There's actually two clips within this second thing you need to hear. Again, um, it uh, has to do with Memorial Day. And uh, the first one is uh, alleges to be the audio... Uh, uh, version of what's inside a woman's head. Oh, I just can't wait to hear. Okay. Okay. Enjoy. I want to let you know that these are going to play back to back. Oh, oh okay. okay. So here's the deal. You're going to hear the, what's inside a woman's head and what's inside a man's head. Now it's time for another episode of One Minute Inside a Woman's Head. Oh, it's great to be back at the lake for Memorial Day. And all the regulars are back. Guy with a reptile on his shoulder and a story to tell you about it. Woman who thinks she still rocks a bikini but is somehow unaware of the flab spillage. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm totally jealous of her confidence. Oh, there's the guy with the out-of-control barking dog that I'm convinced never got all its shots. If any. And the woman with tattoos of her children's faces. I think they're... smiling? So many ways to honor your kids without immortalizing them on your thigh. And then there's me. Chalky white, long short, sun hat that just blew away. And I dropped my car keys somewhere. Where's the guy with the metal detector when you need him? And that was another episode of... So funny! So womanly, too. And now it's time for oh. another episode of A Few Seconds Inside a Man's Head. Well, I'll have to give that barbecue rub a try sometime, Dale. Why don't you go grab another cold one? I don't need any help around the barbecue, Dale. Why don't you go rub that rub on your own meat? All right, who's hungry? And that was another episode of A Few Uh, Seconds Inside a Man's Head. Two quick statements there. First of all, was there anything particularly woman-y about the minute inside a woman's head? It literally was a woman going, there's a guy over here. There's a guy over there. I have no self-confidence. And then... The guy's like, rub it on your meat, Dale. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is that? That is, okay, A, not funny. It was, it was kind of boring, right? It wasn't even funny. Yeah. There wasn't anything even funny about that. No laughs. Yeah. Zero laughs, except for the fake ones. Number one. Number two, I mean, come on. It's 2018. We can do better than that. Can't we? Uh I mean, in terms of comedy? Yes. yes. And also in terms of like, uh, that is, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? That is like, that was lazy. Like oh. women think like this. And but it's not, like but it wasn't even lazy. Good. It was because crap lazy. lazy. Good would have been like, oh, where are my car keys? Oh, where are my, where's my makeup? Oh, I need to go on a cleanse. I mean, I could make up some stereotypical womanly things, which mm-hmm. would be inappropriate. But, you know, totally par for the course. This was just like dumb. It's literally she's looking around going, there's a guy over there. 
there's a guy over there, that lady's fat, and you know, I have no self-confidence. We should, because um, this is a series that appears with some regularity. Yeah. Uh, we should do some compare and contrast. Like, we should keep up with this, because what more can they do? I'm sure that every minute inside a man's head ends with rubbing something on something. Yeah, like, something and mean. also, just let's, let's ponder I'm how weird real. that is, because... Like what I think what they're tr- the joke that they're trying to make in that particular moment. And if you're just joining us, we're pulling apart these two bits of original comedy that our audio press service has provided for us. And we just like to poke fun at them. Um, the joke I think that they're trying to make is that um, the guy doesn't want advice on how to barbecue. OK. And so then he like is thinking. So put yourself in the mind of a stereotypical man who's mm-hmm. like. Don't give me advice. Do you really think in his head he's going to go rub it on your meat, Dale? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I might think that, and then I might like there might be some brown chicken, brown cow music in the background if Dale was hot. I don't know, but like <laughs> y- y- your your dad's not going rub it on your meat, Dale. That cayenne pepper's going to get somewhere. Okay, let's never ever ever say let just go rub it on your meat, Dale. Again, go rub it on your meat, Dale. Okay, that's enough. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. So last night was finally the premiere of The Bachelorette featuring our very own Minnesota's own Prior Lake's own Becca. And I've learned her last name is pronounced Dufrin. Uh, Yes, I've been listening to a podcast, uh, the Anna Ferris Unqualified podcast, where they that is the first question they ask. How do you say your last name? And she says Dufrin. So our very own Rebecca Dufrin. And here she is. Chatting with some of her uh, her f- bachelorette friends, and they are saging the mansion and other things. Oh, I had to sage this mansion. I mean, a lot of dirty stuff went down in this mansion. I'm gonna start with these couches because this is where the men will be sitting. All right, you need the good energy all over here. Well, sage okay. the ring finger. Sage the ring finger. Oh, oh, this needs yeah. a lot of saging. I'm gonna sage your. <laughs> Getting rid of all the bad juju that was there before. It's a fresh start. I was a little confused going through the staging process because I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why do you light a big doobie and like throw it around a room? I don't get it. I don't get it. A big doobie. Yeah, they were saging her lady bits Well, and know, the mansion. It's, it's a smart thing to do. Well, it's a smart thing to do because the last time she was there, she was uh, she was getting together with Ari, who yeah. then picked her at the finale, and then you don't oh, want any just bad juju around a, your hoo-hoo. That's true. A couple weeks later, he basically dumped her for the other gal. Yeah. So uh, this is the season where Becca is going to be able to be you know, in charge of her own destiny with all the men that she's going to be dating. And I'm here to tell you, because I watched it, boy, you're in for a ride. Sell it, Ma. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit more about The Bachelorette and, and what I learned by watching it last night a little bit later in the show. But when we come back, we've got Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese with the dirt from Hollywood. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, Hi. friends. Okay. I've got a lot of dirt to get to. Let's talk about how Roseanne is imploding. So this is a big story today, and it'll be really fascinating to see what happens here because 
Roseanne's reboot is a massive success and a massive moneymaker for ABC. They've already renewed it for a second season. It has been wildly successful and um, people have been so excited about it, exceeding expectations and really contributing to even more reboots because it has done so well that other franchises are like, wait a second, we should bring ours back. This is doing great. We should do this. Here's the problem. Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The name of the show. So Roseanne Barr fired off a bizarre tweet storm Last night into today, she um, falsely claimed that Chelsea Clinton is married to George Soros's nephew. She repeated a false rumor that George Soros is a Nazi sympathizer. And then she made a racist joke about a former President Obama advisor named Valerie Jarrett. Then she announced she was quitting uh, Twitter altogether. So... I mean, I'm not going to go through all the tweets for you. They're saved, but it's it was essentially um, it wasn't good. Mm-mm. It was cruel and nonsense. Right. And racist, racist. and racist yeah. and yes. racist. Uh, Chelsea Clinton did respond. Um, but then what went on is that Roseanne issued a blanket apology saying, I'm now leaving Twitter. I apology. I apologize to Valerie Jarrett and to all Americans. I'm truly sorry for making a bad joke about her politics and her looks. I should have known better. Forgive me. My joke was in bad taste. And I don't know what happened if it was like calls from somebody at ABC going, whoa, 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 what are you doing? But the fallout has already begun. Wanda Sykes has quit Roseanne Mm -hmm. after Roseanne's racist tweet. She is a comedian um, and an actress who is credited as a consulting producer on the show and um, she says, I will not be returning to Roseanne on ABC, is what Wanda Sykes tweeted out. It's You know, what's so frustrating about all of this is that R- Roseanne is, is take like her, you know, um, racism aside, she is single handedly ruining careers. Yeah. Like, you know, with the fallout of all this behavior is going to have an effect and impact on the people. She this is not the show is not just her. Right. It's all of those people, including people like Wanda Sykes. But then think about all the people that you don't even know of that are responsible for the show. And so her dumb tweets. I know. Not her dumb tweets, her racist. uh, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Horrible, terrible tweets. Yeah, beyond them. Are um, having long-term effects on the careers of totally innocent bystanders. The only thing is, is that you know what you're going to get. 
people show you who they are, believe them. I mean, yeah. she's Thank shown you, this behavior. Yes, credited to Maya Angelou. Through Thank Maya you. Angelou. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she has shown this type of behavior forever. I mean, this has been a long, and particularly with her on social media. And that that has sort of been the outcry about her from the beginning is, wait a second, I don't want to, you know, some people have said, I don't want to watch the show. I don't want to support a project that is benefiting someone like Roseanne. And I don't agree with a lot of the things that she says. Well, and you, you know, to make those decisions for yourself. I, I, and I think it's um, actually, I like, it doesn't matter what I think, but um, this guy, it on does. Twitter, your name is on the show. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, my point is being like, obviously I, I think this is dumb, but um, somebody on Twitter came up with a really good solution, which is to kill Roseanne, the character. Rename it the Connors and let the family move on. Oh, man. And that would be ideal because I just think she's too much of a distraction, right? It's troubling. I mean, when you really think, as you said, Bradley, there are people whose faces you don't even see on your TV screen if you watch that show who are being affected by this. But then all the people that you know that were brought back who have revived careers of sorts, Mm -hmm. some of them, some of them continued careers, to be a part of this project because they felt passionately about it and they've sort of hitched their wagon to her whims. And when she behaves like this, it does negatively affect them. Well, if Wanda Sykes is the first one to say she's not going to be part of it, I wonder what the others will say. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think, uh, or let me put it this way. I think something big will happen before the end of the day because I don't think ABC is going to let the, I mean, literally, and I understand it's just the internets, but on the internet right now, this is all people are talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Former Bachelor Ari feels betrayed oh. by the Bachelor producers and claims that <laughs> I cannot the breakup him. scene with Becca was edited. I mean, can he just stop? Just go away. He, I thought they said they were going to go away. He did a new interview and he said that he... Uh, was really hurt by ABC producers when the breakup between him him and Becca aired as they had allegedly convinced him it would make him look better and show America that he's looking for true love. So you'll remember when Ari broke up with Becca after he'd proposed to her and he blindsided her with a breakup when they were engaged. He They rolled the whole footage unedited is what they said. This is unedited. We're just going to show you the whole 20 minutes of this terrible situation. And... um he said that producers said to him at the end of the day, people just want to see you happy. This is why you should do this. Now I kind of buy it. I mean, listen, the bachelor producers are not in it to make these contestants happy. They're in it to make great television. That's going to get huge ratings. And it was the most dramatic finale ever. It was. He says he feels 100% betrayed. Um, He was not shown in a good light after breaking up with her. He wouldn't leave her something that confused the audiences when it aired and he says it was completely edited. I was told to stay on that couch. I tried to leave and then production was like, you need to go back inside. She's finally calming down. I feel like you owe it to her to have this conversation. So then he says he went back into the house. The thing about Ari, what Ari needs to know is that Ari was such a spineless weasel on the whole thing that he never said no to anything the producers told oh, him sure. to do. Right. Most bachelors, when the producers say, okay, you're going to go on a two-on-one date and you should break up with one of them while the other one is sitting at the table with you guys, the other bachelors go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take one girl aside, have a conversation and not yeah, like make you, her make them the all sit there together. And he would never do that. You know, here's the thing. 
Ari, you signed up to be on a show where they were going to exploit you somehow. Number one. Number two, whether it's edited or not, you that is what you did. I, know. I mean, that all happened uh, and with your consent. And now you can't whine about it and go, but it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. That's how he is. Just go away, Ari. I'm so glad Becca's go moved away. on. I actually just talked to Becca about an hour ago. It was so delightful. Aww. We're going to air some of that on Twin Cities Live. Awesome. I thought tomorrow, but it's going to be today. And tomorrow, maybe. All right, well, you'll have to check that out. Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock. Elizabeth Reese, thank you. You can catch your next Dirt Alert at 520. Now, we need a caller for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. My Talk 1071. Everything. To infinity and beyond. Entertainment. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions. We call it the 30-second pop culture challenge on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and here is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. What are they playing for? We've got Kathy on the line. And what's Kathy playing for today, Holly? Well, Kathy's not on the line anymore. Oh, bloopsie oh, doodle. Also, phone must I, have dropped the line. While we're waiting for someone to call in, they should call in, right? 651-641-1071. Can I just point out what we did today? Did you even notice what we did today? What did we do today? We did the calendar on Monday instead of Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. Wow, it is one of those days. Yeah. I mean, nobody cares about that, but Colleen and that I do. That is hilarious. We do a show grid every day, Monday through Friday. We have Monday tab, <laughs> Tuesday tab, Wednesday tab. And I just went to the Tuesday tab and I was like, what? Where is everything? You know what's funny about that is we both just did it and never even talked about yeah. it until right now. Huh, and you kicked go. off the show telling us to not Remember, forget that it was I Tuesday. I know. See, I said it just as much for myself as I did for everybody else. All right. Cindy is on the line. And Holly, what is Cindy playing for with the 30-second pop culture challenge today? Cindy's playing for a MyTalk 1071 summer swag bag. Woo-hoo. Summer swag, Swindy. Are you ready? I am ready. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. The reality show The Girls Next Door took place at what mansion? Ooh. Girls next door. Um, um, next question. All I want for Christmas is you was originally recorded by which singer? Mariah Carey. Tim Gunn is a mentor on what reality competition series? Um, Make it work. Oh boy. Um, okay, next question. What was Disney's first full length animated feature? Uh, Mickey Mouse. Ah! I'm so sorry you didn't get it today. You can try again. You didn't get it today. (laughs) You can try again tomorrow. We do it every day. You might get it tomorrow. At 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's the 30 second pop culture challenge. Let's uh, fill in those blanks. Uh, The reality show, The Girls Next Door, took place at what mansion? The Playboy Mansion. You okay over there? It's fine. It's It's Tuesday, remember. Tim Gunn is a mentor (laughs) on what reality competition show? Uh, Project Runway. And what was Disney's first full-length animated feature, Holly? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I'm just making fun of her because oh, okay. you wrote length. Uh, and who uh, who goes by the nickname uh, Yeez? Kanye West. Good Thank answer. You. you win. All right. Uh, what did I get? Did I get that swag bag? No, you got nothing. Oh, okay. Nope. 
You all can try again tomorrow at 1230. Now that we're done with that, we move on to solve mysteries and we do it in the form of blind items that Holly Roberts has brought to us in a segment we call Blinded by the Item. Our first blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net today has to do with a former A-list, mostly television actor who played an iconic role. Let's do our blind item. This former A-list, mostly television actor who played an iconic role and has even done so in other projects despite not getting much other work is trying to make some incidents with some women on a recent show go away before mm-hmm. he gets caught up oh. in the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did he just file bankruptcy? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Joey Lawrence. Uh, oh, Interesting. It. I wanted him to be. That is hilarious. <laughs> he just seems creepy <laughs> I mean, lately. not hilarious, He's but creepy lately, kind of so funny. Okay. I was kind of thinking. Former A-list, mostly television, iconic role. And then when it says, and even has done so in other projects, yes. does that mean he's played the same role in other projects? Yes. Like, would those other projects be movie projects? They would be TV projects. Okay, other TV projects. <gasps> Go ahead. No, it's not Mario Lopez. No, now this person played an iconic role. This person's character has a very familiar catchphrase, and this person played that character in two different TV shows. Did I do that? No, <laughs> it's not no. no, is it somebody from uh, the Full House experience? Okay, it is from a '90s experience. Okay. However. Okay. Oh, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. I'm sure it is. It's driving me it was bonkers. one oh. of the most popular shows oh, of the 90s, for it, sure. It's, it's, uh, is it um, Joey? It's Joey. What's his name? Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeesh. Okay, go ahead. All right, here's your blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Matt LeBlanc, who played, of course, Joey Tribbiani Oof. on Friends. And Joey, uh, he hasn't really gotten a ton of work outside of that, but he wants to make some incidents with some women on a recent show go away before he gets caught up in the Me Too movement. Now, I will say in the comment section on CrazyDaysAndNights.net, most people were saying Matt LeBlanc. A few were saying Matthew Perry, but that really doesn't fit mm-hmm. currently. Matt LeBlanc stars on a sitcom, Man with a Plan. Yeah, and he did, he did, he was the only one from Friends who had a moderately successful spinoff. What? Matt LeBlanc is 50 years old. I know. Do you feel so old right now? Oh my God. Hi, welcome to 2018, everybody. (laughs) Okay, well, Bradley collects himself. And mourns the loss of his youth. Yes. Let's move on to our next blind item. Perfect. Our next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with an A-plus list, mostly movie actress. An A-plus list, mostly movie actress is the subject of this blind item. This A-plus list, mostly movie actress thought her television experience would be a one-off thing. Forced into making it a two-off is a... That's happening. She has not been pleased about that. To make things worse, two co-stars have decided to turn their own unpleasant set experiences into a PR campaign against the A-plus-list actress, which is really out of place. Ooh, interesting. Is it Meryl? Uh, Is it Nicole Kidman? Oh, same thing. Yeah. 
Same show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Do you know the name blank. of the show? That's um, brother, sister, wives, nope. stepmothers, lovers. Nope. nope. Tragedy. Big little li- yeah, lies. lies. You got there. Okay. Here's your blind item. <laughs> brother, said, sister, basically. mother, father. Okay, Nicole so Kidman thought her television experience on Big Little Lies would be a one-off thing. Forced into making it a two-off thing, she has not been pleased. To make things worse, two co-stars have decided to turn their own unpleasant set experiences into a PR campaign against Nicole Kidman, which is really out of place. Hmm. Are they? Are we speculating at all on who the two other cat, uh, co-stars who are turning? Not because really, because I feel like it could be anybody. I there. I my. You're right. My sense had always been that she and Reese Witherspoon were super tidy. Yes. So I my thought is that it, I know that Laura Dern was never really happy or accepted. Is she in season two? I think um, so. Okay, I think everybody's so, back. For okay. Season so two. I, my I would imagine that she's one of them. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Poor poor Nicole. I, she's fine. Yeah, poor she's, Nicole. Yeah, she's, fine. she's fine. She's fine. Don't worry about her, guys. Well, right. I mean, poor Nicole. She, it's been poor Nicole. Poor Nicole, another drink, because that girl's been through a lot. Hello. Mm-hmm. She's still recovering from Tom Cruise. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. We have a confirmed blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Yes, that means that crazydaysandnights.net has published a name with this blind item. Here's your blind item. It's about a former A-plus list tweener actress turned A-minus B-plus list adult singer. Hmm. Here's your blind item. This former A-plus list tweener actress turned A-minus B-plus list adult singer owns over two dozen apartment buildings. No one would have guessed that. Brad knows. Is it Christina Aguilera? Uh, it's not Christina Aguilera. <laughs> but you were real sure. Was she an actress? She was on Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. She was in that mm-hmm. movie Burlesque. That's true. Cher. Um, Am I, I close? Are we going Disney Channel on this experience? Or yes? Yes. Are Shakira we... wasn't on that show, was she? Where you know her hips don't lie. Did you get Shakira? (laughs) Nice try. I you know I'm thinking like along the lines of like uh um oh shoot I just lost it Ariana Grande like that kind of a person okay smaller or hmm see what I did there yeah Grande Uh, okay I tried Selena Gomez it's right in front of your face is it uh, Demi Lovato. Is it, the other big Disney person. Is it uh, Miley Cyrus? Oh, oh, yes. Hmm. Now this is confirmed. Let me fill in the blank for you. Miley Cyrus owns over two dozen apartment buildings. No one would have guessed that. Really? However, we don't know where the apartment buildings are located in which, which city. I assume many of them are probably in Los Angeles, but she's <sighs> quite the uh, real estate baron, that Miley Cyrus. Who knew? Little Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. All right. Best of both worlds. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Holly, for yeah, bringing no. those delicious yeah. blind items. Bradley was stupefied. No, that by was that actually last blind the last item. one kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> he was, he was still, he was still really had his heart set on Shakira. <laughs> Shakira and her line of apartment buildings. D- does Miley, I wonder now. What? I have to Google. I'll be fine. Okay. 
Okay. Let me know when you're done with that. When we come back, you guys, Kim Kardashian is in a feud with Rhyme Fest. First of all, what even is a Rhyme Fest? True. And what is this feud all about? Bradley's going to fill us in after this on My Talk 1071. Well, Kim Kardashian is in a feud with Rhyme Fest. Mm. And uh, if you're anything like me, you are wondering what a Rhyme Fest is. And why Don't Kim, worry, I got you, girl. Kim is so mad. Bradley does have all the answers. I know all the beefs. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley, is the Rhyme Fest going to be happening uh, at an outdoor festival yeah, near no, you? I know you were like, isn't Rhyme Fest like a. I'm like, I thought no, it was a label. It, it's a person. Okay. And I. Okay, so over the weekend, you know, when you're occasionally checking Twitter to make sure the world hasn't completely blown up, literally and or figuratively, uh, I saw something about Kim Kardashian talking about a rhyme fest. And then I thought maybe her account got hacked by somebody named Rhyme Fest. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. Well, thank God for the internet because they explained everything. Thank God. And but it's it's actually pretty fascinating. Here's the bottom line. Kanye West, or excuse me, Kim Kardashian West has a beef with Rhymefest. Rhymefest has a relationship with Kanye West. Kim Kardashian West is, of course, the wife of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Rhymefest and Kanye back in the day started an organization called Donda's House. Donda okay. is the mother of Kanye West. Uh, she passed prematurely. Mm-hmm. She was an educator, and it's supposed to help underprivileged youth in Chicago. Well, Rhymefest was alleging that perhaps Kanye West uh, owed uh, the underprivileged of Chicago some of his time, effort, and or cash, okay? Mm-hmm. And that maybe he wasn't doing enough. And why that's important, of course, you'll remember that Kanye West lately has taken to being controversial and saying things like, you know, um, the country's first black president didn't do enough for the African-American community in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lot going on, it's right? Deep. It's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this, I, I'm not sure why Kanye wasn't, is he off of? I would say this is my first question. Is, is he Why off is of the Kim the one that's arguing well, she, with Rhymefest? So he, that is Rhymefest, started this whole kerfuffle based on a rap beef. Now I got to roll back. To Drake and Pusha T. Uh-huh. Drake and Pusha T released dick, diss tracks. Excuse me, not those other things I just said. Thank that you. Would be, I dropped those. Um, Drake and Pusha T each released diss tracks targeting each other on mm-hmm. Friday. You don't need to know all that other than basically Rhyme Fest used that beef as an opportunity to stick it to Kanye. With his own beef. This is intense. But at the end of the day, at the bottom of it all, uh, it really boils down to um, Rhymefest feeling like Kanye has sort of left this organization and left the cause behind. Mm -hmm. And Kim wasn't having it. I mean, I can read some of what she said, or I don't know what questions you well, have. So, well, yeah, okay. I First of all, I want to answer one of your questions, which was, is Kanye West off Twitter? The answer to that is... No. Okay. So his most recent tweet was uh, just four days ago, but he's still on Twitter. So so he could have responded, but Kim, she was like, "You're talking about my man." Yeah. So then that's that is my question. Like, why is she the one that's showing up at the table to have this conversation? Number one. Number two. What pray tell did she say? Also, okay. 
I can't throw so many questions out at once. Yeah, I can Go do ahead. one at a time. Okay, How about so that? tell me a couple things she said. Um, she goes after Rhyme Fest, and I love when people do this on Twitter where they're like, dis, dis, smiley face, or laughy emoji. Yeah, no, like, that doesn't help. Um, it doesn't, like, ameliorate your harsh words, right? Anyway, Kim, uh, after uh, after Rhyme Fest took to uh, the internets to share his beef, mm-hmm. Kim responds, you haven't been right since you got kicked out of the studio in Hawaii wearing fake Yeezys, Rhyme Fest. You're over-leveraging, she misspelled leveraging, you're over-leveraging Kanye's name and ask Kanye to donate money to you, so stop with your fake community politics and lies. Truth is, you haven't been able to sustain the foundation. I saw you at your studio a few weeks ago, so why didn't you bring this up then? You were trying to get Kanye to listen to your subpar beats. You have the audacity to use his mom's name to try to get ahead. Um, you didn't say this when Kanye paid you up front. Then you disappeared during Pablo. Okay, can so I just... So there's all this stuff. Okay, first of all... Deep. I just want to say, mm. I think that those are all Kanye's words that she's like furiously oh, taking sure. notes on as she's on the phone with him because he can't tweet them because he's nobody's nobody's putting any um, nobody's taking anything he's saying on Twitter seriously right now. Right. So he's trying to like Cyrano de Bergerac with her. Yeah. Okay, so that okay, that was my first question. Yet another question. I can't now. I can't even remember it. Well, I will say that the sort of um, punchline to all of this, or the cherry on the top of the Sunday, is that Don uh, Rhymefest is like, well, we're going to change the name of Donda's house. It's no longer going to be called Donda's house. She doesn't live here anymore. And um, presumably that's because Kanye's not involved anymore. And Kim's like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But what I love about all this is. There, it's just this organization presumably still needs to have support, right? Oh, that was my question, which was okay. So, if this org- organization is there to do good, why are you having this conversation over Twitter? Yeah, why are you not sitting down and like that's I think my big my biggest issue with some of these feuds that play out in this way. Since when do we air that stuff out? Over social media, and that's where like well, legitimate that, things take place. I, you know, honestly, I don't blame people insofar as people understand the power of social media. And he just caught her in his trap, right? Because she responded, she took the bait, and so now they've gotten a lot of attention for Donda's house, which maybe hopefully is getting some more attention now. He this was the last tweet that uh, Che Rhymefest Smith uh, left to Kim. I don't care if no one on your timeline knows who I am. The people in my community and my city do. And that's what truly matters to me. Your husband and I have been in correspondence for the last two months, which, as you stated, even you saw me in the studio. Kanye, Kanye, comma, asked me if I would come help him with his album again. I wasn't seeking Kanye. He was seeking me. I spoke to your husband about peace and balance and as well as about the work that we've been doing in Chicago regarding Donda's house. He was more interested in his record. Understand that the mission of Donda's house has been always the value of collaboration, community, and empowering youth to pursue their creative goals and dreams. What part of about that would make it worthy of you or anyone else destroying it? Speak to the 500 plus youth that we've worked with. Show up to the com- upcoming audition that we have scheduled for young people to perform at festivals this upcoming Friday. Foot the bill as we have done for youth to record or contact more of your famous friends to actually come and sit down with youth. And he goes on and on and on. I don't. I mean, listen. I, he's the one that comes off sounding rational, insane. Right? 
He says, at this point, if you and Kanye want us to dissolve the organization so that you can do the work, we welcome that as we will continue from our home on the south side of Chicago to do what we can to support the community we've worked five years to build in spite of you and Kanye's lack of interest or support. Okay, I love him. So I'm sorry, I love him. I don't even know him, but I appreciate what he's saying and the way that he's framing it back to Kim to say, you want to do good? Do good. Awesome. We'll keep doing our good over here. And you do your good wherever you're going to do the good. But you know what? They're not going to do the good. No, because it's about personality for them. I will say, if you go to uh, Donda's House and you want to learn more, they, their website is just dondashouseinc.org. D-O-N-D-A-S. I wonder House. if they are taking like more donations than usual well, today. I would hope so. I'm just saying. that. Wow. I just want to add in with some breaking news Uh to go to Bradley Trainer. ABC has canceled Roseanne. Ah, What? We'll give you more details in the dirt alert at the top of the hour. Wonderful. Okay, well, we'll be talking about all kinds of things, ABC, because we've got that to to chew on. The fact that Roseanne has been canceled and also last night's Bachelorette. That's a lot. And we'll be talking about all of it after this on My Talk 107.1.